gone about grabbing his second opportunity is really admirable and I think inspirational. If Ross Byrne had an Australian grandmother, he would have 60 or 70 caps for the Wallabies right now. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Ball daily. And welcome back to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you through to five. Happy Easter. And remember, folks, Braeburn Coffee is the official coffee partner of OTB. Start your morning with a Braeburn Coffee. Whether you prefer a classic cappuccino or an iced oat milk latte, Braeburn has got something for everyone available at Apple Green locations nationwide. So it's day three of the Masters at Augusta with the second round being completed after bad weather hit the course yesterday. Trees falling, which was quite alarming, but thankfully nobody hurt. So Brooks Kepka, uh, the four-time major champion, leads on 12 under par. Uh, he is midway through his tournament, so 65-67. John Ram now only a shot behind him on 11 under through 15 holes of a second round. Uh, four under for his round today, three holes to play. Will he be ahead of Kepka by the end of it? Sam Bennett, the amateur, is on eight under par. Then we have Cameron Young on seven under. Colin Marikawa, the former Open champion and PGA champion, is six under with Victor Hovland six under as well. Jason Day, Sam Burns, Jordan Spieth, all five under par. Gary Woodland, Phil Mickelson, Joaquin Neiman, Justin Rose and Russell Henley all on four under, as is Shane Larry, four under par after second round 72. And looking down the leaderboard then, Seamus Power is just going to make the cut on one over par. Tiger Woods just inside the cut line on two over par. Matt McLean, the amateur, missed the cut. And we know that Rory McIlroy has missed the cut after a 72 and a 77 left him five over par. Joining us on the line to talk about all of this in the Off the Ball Saturday Clubhouse is the former European Tour golfer and current K-Club pro, Gary Murphy. Gary, how's the form? Very good, John. And yourself? Yeah, great. Looking forward to the next couple of days, Gary. What happened to Rory McIlroy, Gary? Because there's a lot of us on the ditch, hurlers on the ditch with theories about what's happened. He was playing well. He won both tours last year. He had a semi-final berth at the World Match Play, so he's in good shape. He was talking a great game. So we all think what we know is fact, but it isn't. But you've played the game professionally, Gary. Can you make sense of it for us? It's, well, honestly, it's kind of hard to make sense of it. It's, um, you know, incredibly frustrating as a Rory fan to see it happen. Um, and I can only imagine it's, you know, a hundred times more frustrating. And I'm sure there was probably a few tears last night because, um, I don't know, it's it's, very, it's hard. Like, the, the only thing you could say is that he's out there trying to be perfect um, and he should know at this stage that that's not required for him to win golf tournaments um, he was just a little bit off the first day I don't really mind the kind of tail end of yesterday because the horse had bolted and you know does he really want to make a cut on two over when Kepka's 12 under not saying he purposely missed the cut but I can understand you know yesterday the damage was done I think Probably the first round was more disappointing than anything, but um, I guess it's the enormity of the task at hand. You know, it's hard enough trying to win the Masters, but when the Grand Slam gets thrown on top of it, and it's just something he's going to have to deal with. Um, he hasn't dealt with it very well today. It's very disappointing because, you know, he's going to go back out and play and he'll be in contention for majors this year. He'll win tournaments and the hype train will continue at the end of next season for, for this tournament. So it's it's just something he's going to have to get his head around. Um, my my only, you know, if I was in Camp Rory, he just has to treat it like any other tournament, and that's an easy thing to say, but there's no doubt he's putting too much pressure on himself. It's quite obvious. 
the way he's been playing the last couple of days that he wasn't playing his game. And the reality is his game is more than enough to, to win this tournament. But he hasn't been able to manage that. Um, and like everything, you know, the longer this, this goes on, the harder it's going to be for him. Possibly if he can if he can pick off a major um, before the end of the season, that might make the task easier next year. But until he answers the question, you know, there's always going to be, you know, what's gone wrong. He made changes to his equipment, um, which I thought were, were very positive. And, you know, I was hopeful for him. But even if you look at Scheffler, if you look at his body language the last couple of days, he's just trying too hard as well. You know, he's put it very poorly by his standards. So it's just these guys are all humans and, and the pressure has got to them. That's just a fact. So he has to go back and and kind of rewrite the book on it because he's not doing week in, week out um, what he does so well. He's not doing it this week and, and that's what the issue is. He's been working with Bob Bertella, Gary, who's seen as the best mind guru in the game and has uh, helped players win major championships, including our own Patrick Harrington. Is the mental side of the game really difficult? It's at this level, that's what it's all about. Like you get Bob Teller worked with Darren Clark, who was, you know, one of the most talented ball strikers that's ever played the game, but he was stone mad. So, and he somehow got Darren to get out of his own way and to win, you know, his um, his Open Championship. It's the golf. I would say is at this level, it's all between the ears. Um, and whoever adapts, you know, if you look at John Ram's response to his foreput um, in the first round. He said he hit his line four times and he had four putts. So that's a very strong mental attitude to be able to deal, you know, to double bogey your first hole and come back with um, an eagle and seven birdies just shows how strong he is emotionally. Now, sometimes that gets the better of him, but that anger that he portrays at times on the course is what makes him great. I think Rory showed that still last year and earlier this year. And he just seemed to kind of drip back into his, you know, it wasn't happening for me. Maybe he was feeling a bit sorry for himself and that emotion overran the job he was trying to do. But um, he certainly looked flat out there. He said he looked like he was feeling sorry for himself a little bit, you know, and that can be back to a default thing that he possibly has in his game. If he earns that out, you know, there's easily another five or six majors in him. But until he actually earns that out, I don't think, you know, he's going to achieve that, um, which is remarkable to say because he's unbelievably talented golfer. He's probably more talented than all of them, give or take one or two. Um, and I just, I, you know, I'm, I'm surprised because I thought even though it was only for third and fourth playoff, it didn't mean anything. His win over Scheffler, you know, should have been a good shot in the arm for him. But, you know, I'm sure Scheffler is as disappointed being at one under and pretty much out of the golf tournament as as Rory is missing a cut because they're only there to win second or third or fourth or top five. It doesn't matter a damn to these guys. We saw Rory go to Pete Cow in the coach for a while, then he went back to Michael Bannon. Um, yeah. He won both tours last year, which is very difficult. C- can he change anything? Is changing anything a waste of time? Is the case now of just shutting up maybe a bit more? Um, saying to hell with it, let's just see what happens. Maybe do less interviews, <laughs> not be doing interviews on the course during his first round and play the golf, see what happens. Well, the only reason I would imagine he did that interview on the course is because he's trying to treat it like any other week, yeah. which is kind of what he has to do. I remember, like, I played in the Open in 03 in a practice round with Porrick and Darren and Paul, and the level of 
preparation that they were going into looking at the golf course was way above they would do for any normal event. And I was thinking, you know, I'm just here this week. Obviously, you know, at my level, playing in majors was bonus territory. But, you know, I was playing well. So you just keep playing well and do what you're doing and see where it, where it takes you. Where A lot of the times, these guys put way too much pressure on themselves in these tournaments. And that's why, why they don't perform like they do week in and week out. You know, Rory turns up in Wells Fargo in a couple of weeks. There's zero pressure on him Thursday morning. You know, and he'll pitch you up and shoot 67, 66. If he holds a few putts at 63 or 4. That's that's what they need, need to do. Like, that was where I struggled. You know, I was could play against Rory on a Tuesday in a practice round and take the money off him. But I couldn't beat him come Sunday evening. So it was the same at my level, trying to get to their level. So when they're here for these four events every year, that's when they have the maximum pressure. And that's where the frailties will come out. And unfortunately, we saw Rory this week. I think he will learn from it. Um, but he, he's almost in a no-win situation. If he goes off and wins the PGA by five or six, they'll all say, what happened to you at the Masters? So I think we should enjoy him while we have him. Let him frustrate us as, as he as he does. But we got to appreciate his genius too. And it's you know it's a bitter pill to swallow this week. Um, but he's got to learn from it. He's got to move on and, and try to find out what that tiny little ingredient is because... It would be, you know, a shame for him not to to win this golf tournament. The course on paper should be perfect for him. Yeah, and the conditions are perfect the first couple of days as well, which makes it all the more baffling. Yeah, he yeah he got the right side of the draw as well, yeah. which makes it even even harder. Like for Ram to be, you just said there he's gone to eleven under. Like he's got a shocking side of the draw. So, um, and it's good that he's got close to Kepka because. Um, you don't want to run away winner, that's for sure. No, you don't. And the way Brooks Kepka can run away with tournaments is not the most entertaining TV. Um, it just shows how great Jack Nicholas and Tiger Woods were, doesn't it? 33 majors between them. Yeah, and it's, you know, at times it's an unfair unfair barometer, really. They're, you know, you look what Tiger can do. He's played one golf tournament this year and he's possibly going to make the cut. And he's crippled walking around, so... You know, you compare McElroy to Phil Mickelson and Ernie Els and guys like that, comparing any any modern day player, you know, as as brilliant as Brooks Kepka is, he's only won four majors. Um, as brilliant as John Ram is, he's only won one. And Marikawa have only won has only won two. So I think Tiger and Jack are out on their own. They're the you know, the real Madrid of, of golf really. So it's yeah. unfair to compare these guys. I know we kinda want to, but until someone is getting up to seven or eight or nine or close to double figures, it's it's folly, really. Yeah, I just think, like Jack said, that majors were the easiest to play in because half the field had already ruled themselves out because they couldn't handle it mentally. Uh, so that's why I was found fascinating, that quote by him. Obviously, he had the game Yeah, well, it's, it, there was, that, that, that's the thing. And we see that in regular events. You know, when Rory's coming down the stretch with, you know, regular tour players, they can't keep playing their game. Rory can keep playing his game. And he's just struggling at the moment to to translate that into majors. If he translates it into majors, he's going to win, you know, 10, probably five, 5% of them in the next, you know, 10 years or whatever, but it's just trying to, but it's like everything in life. When something means that much to you, it's, it's trying to pretend that, that it doesn't. And that's, that's the challenge physically, you know, you can, I mean, they were saying on sky last night about a swing and getting stuck behind him. It's a load of bum freely. It's, you know, once the head leaves the body, it doesn't matter where your swing's at. If you don't believe you can do something, you can be swinging it wherever you want to swing yeah. it. It doesn't make a difference. It's, I know the lads are just trying to fill the air and stuff, but 
Um, not the right theory, yeah. Okay. Not the right theory, I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, Brooks Kepka, did you see this coming? Because I watched the full swing documentary with him last night about his struggles last year. I have to say I didn't. But once again, he's got himself right, as it were. Um, He won last week. You know, he yeah, yeah. He, he won on the tour, see, the live tour. See, this is where, I suppose maybe that's the narrative. We're not treating live as seriously as we should be, maybe. Yeah, but there's, you know, there's 48 extremely good golfers there. And... In any given week, you're going to get five or six guys that are on, on form. Um, there's a lot of major champions on it. There's, you know, they're all winners on it. So, the st- standard-wise, the standard is going to be extremely high. The fickle thing with golf and the hard thing with golf is sometimes it's there and sometimes it's not. You can play. Even Mickelson found something last week and he's back to his old self this week. That that's golf. Like you can't just turn up and and turn on a light switch and it and it's there for you. Um, Kepka found something last week and he feels fitter. He's a super confident guy that, you know, seemed bulletproof. And as you were saying, that documentary, you know, proved that he's just a human like everyone else. And there's no doubt that he thought his body was broken and that's why he went to live. Um, you know, he got his payday and, and whatnot. Whether we'll see him back on the PGA Tour, I, I don't know. I would love to see it. Um, but there's no doubt he's buyer's remorse. Um, and the big thing, and no one has really said it in commentary. These guys are playing week in, week out on live. There's nobody there. There's no adrenaline. There's no atmosphere. And they must be so pumped up to be at Augusta with a packed house, 40,000 fans there, or patrons, as you have to call them if you're doing TV. Um, so they're feeding off huge adrenaline that they haven't had. You know, they're only going to get that four times a year. So that's that immediately, you know, changes your, your mental dynamic on the course and, Kepka is going to have a you know really excitable fear factor over the weekend, and he's very good when he's in this position. Now he does have scar tissue too, you know he's got demons to to rest as well around here and in previous majors that he did get over the line, but he had a big lead at the PGA and nearly threw it away. So it's not done yet, and if Ram can keep his foot down and keep that energy in his game that he seems to have like no other, he's going to be very difficult to beat. Yeah, he did say he was happy with the decision he made, Brooks Kepka, but I do think, yeah, I do think you're probably right in some regard that there are these conflicting emotions in, in terms of going to live. Just on Shane Larry, uh, Gary, um, four under par, uh, tied for 10th. Look, he's probably unlikely to win it now, but it seems like a progressive tournament so far for him. It is, yeah. I, I thought he, he looked very good the first round. Um, I haven't uh, seen his bits on the back of this morning I was working, but um, his putting looked excellent the first round it's all I think Shane's kind of game and career is centred around when he puts well he can contend in these tournaments his speed looked up he needs to be positive on the greens listen you, you don't know what's going to happen uh, there's two rounds to go the weather's going to be awful I Can think call the figures of, I'd call Ram at the moment yeah. he'd be my pick uh, just the energy that he portrays Kepka still has has to prove a few things to himself so yeah, if Shane can get around double figures, you never know. Yeah, absolutely. <coughs> well, enjoy it, Gary. Thanks so much for speaking to us. Thanks, John. Have a good weekend. Gary Murphy there, former European Tour Pro and K-Club professional, speaking about the Masters and Rory and all the uh, issues there. 
as we look ahead to two great days of golf coming forward, maybe a, a third day if Monday if the weather stays bad. But coming up after the news, Football Saturday as always until 5. David Connolly, Dan McDonald, and Shane Keegan are on the show this week. And you can join the conversation now on our text number 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. And then did Man United 2 Everton nil in the early Premier League game? What did you make of it? What did you make of Celtics win over Rangers 3-2? Jurgen Klopp not in the best of form ahead of his pre-match press conference with Arsenal. Does he know the writing's on the wall at Liverpool, maybe? Does it make any sense for Frank Lampard to be back in the Chelsea dugout? Who's the best manager in the world that's out of work at the moment? And Rio de Bowes, Rovers game last night. What are your thoughts? And is it the League of Ireland's biggest rivalry? Off the Ball Saturday and Football Saturday on News Talk is back after the news between 3 and 5.